TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 434. And every single week, alongside me, Monday morning, 6 a.m., it's not that time right now, but that's when this show comes out, is Australia's number one wellness expert, my brother from another mother. He is, he has the identity that a lot of us really do admire, and that is wherever he goes, he's loved, he's admired, he's respected. He is Damien John Christoph. Hello, great man. Oh, MDP. You say all the great things. You say all the nicest things on the planet. You're the nicest bloke I know. Thank you, PC. Great to be here with you. Um, only probably now, as this goes to air, a couple of, couple of weeks out from your birthday, I'd have to say. Um, yep, that's Turning right. 40, Turning 40, Turning 40. How does that go with you? How are you feeling about turning 40? Pumped. I'm so excited. I'm a, I'm a selfish firstborn Leo. I'm like parties, <laughs> my family's coming up. You yeah. know, there'll hopefully be some nice presents. I'll tick off yeah, all the of love course. languages, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, and the mm-hmm. others, you know. I'm a, yeah, no worries. I'll tell everyone how old yeah. I am. And, and as Sarah, Sarah and I are both Leo. So we're like, your birthday goes for a week. You don't hide the fact. Uh, no. You celebrate. That's us. That's us. Yeah, so that's, I love that. That's very consistent with the Leo identity. And um, we've had yes. a great a great message. Uh, and in Radioland, in Radioland Demo, this would be your mm. quintessential long-time listener, first-time caller uh, content. First-time caller. I'd love, to do, I'd love to take live calls on this podcast. We're just, I, would, so I, I would love. We could do that. We could do that. Yeah. I think, we, yeah, we can do that. can be done. It's just a matter let's of. Do a, let's do an episode with that. Yeah. So, long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, big shout-out yeah. to Pratesh. And Pratesh is here on the Facebook Live because he is a very loyal Facebook liver when we record these. And Pratesh sent a message recently, and I just love this question. And mm-hmm. um, we've never done it, so we're going to dedicate today's episode to this very question. Um, okay. First cool. time asking you a question. If you could produce some insight, that would be great. How does longevity get affected by an identity crisis? Is there a connection? If so, how does one overcome it? The context of this question stems from both of my parents' who have gone from full-time seven days a week work running a convenience store uh, for 15 years to no paid work now as they are semi-retired. When I approach both my parents about their purpose in life now, their answer has always been to support you, me, their son, uh, and to get help you live a better life. This answer is very typical of immigrant parents. Any help is much appreciated. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. reply to that on a Facebook message. You've got to do a whole podcast episode to answer that question. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's a belter. So thank you, Pratesh. It is a belter. This is one of Marcus's favorite topics. There's no doubt about it. And Pratesh, I don't know whether or not he put you up to asking that question, but this is a question that he could have written himself because he would, you're going to love talking about this, PC. I could tell right now. Look I at am. you. He's sitting back. He's got his left shoulder lifted. He's, uh, or is it your right shoulder? It's my right, know. but that's okay. Right I can shoulder. teach you lefts and rights, but you've probably got me in reverse mode as uh, you do. But anyway, yeah, I want to hand know, you I the floor because I, I, want, I want you to go first. I want to hand you the floor. Um, no, I want you. Okay. No, no, All because right. I'll, just bang, I'll, I'll bang on. You won't get a word in. 
And, All right. Yeah. No, I'd love because I think it's really important. You you have you have more international heritage in your upbringing, for one, and <laughs> meat pies and sausage rolls. No, no. Well, but you've just got you've got a more broader life experience than I do. Mine's all going to be third party stories and the rest of it. So anyway, st- floor is yours. Today I was playing golf. Surprise, surprise. Played with a bloke, ripper guy, David LePage. He's um, he's a, a great golfer and he breaks for Richmond, which puts him right up there in the top 10% of my bikes, right? <laughs> really good bloke. He uh, said to me, Damo, what do you reckon are the top five things that you need to, to live a long life, to have longevity? I said, Lapper, there's only three. He goes, what do you mean? I, I want the top five. I go, mate, I know you teach maths, but it's only three. And I said, the three are movement, engagement, and purpose. And so, Pratesh, it's such a great question that you ask because when you have purpose, in my opinion, you have one of the top three most important things in your life that you could possibly do to contribute to a healthy long life. Now, the other components, including nutrition and everything else that, that, that we would talk about, and particularly that Marcus talks about in his book, Your Exceptional Life, if you haven't bought a copy, get to your nearest bookshop and get it, or go to marcuspierce.com.au and order a copy. Um, but I would say that, you like that little ad in there, um, I, I'm wrapped that your parents' purpose might change. And it's okay that your purpose could actually change. The key thing is that you have a purpose. So if you go purposeless, then you kind of go rudderless. But if you have a purpose, whatever it is, as long as it's identified, then you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. And it's totally fine if there's a little bit of a grapple with the shift or the change in what the purpose is. You know, do we want to change our purpose from helping our children have an exceptional life? and move towards the grandkids or do we want to be a bit more selfish and you know our purpose now is to um, fulfill our bucket list of 100 things to get done before we die do we want to jump on the GAN and get across on the train and and do that sort of stuff is is that if that becomes your purpose as long as there's a purpose in my opinion that's a great thing PC what say you oh great wisdom uh, I'm with you 100% I think Pratesh uh I can't speak for your parents, but in listening to the question, clearly they've had a goal in life, and like you said, very common for immigrant parents to go, we want for our child, and again, thank you for the plug, Damo. I do write about this in the book because I think it's a massive seed for life purpose, particularly children. That's why I think you wrote this question and you gave it to Pratesh. But I-, <laughs> I know. It looks like one of those Dorothy <laughs> Dixes. It's like, mate. Can you ask this question? No, no, because at least this only and has. Patesh is driving, so he can't answer. That's so good. Don't don't get a fine. Yeah. Don't get a fine, Pratesh. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel very strongly about this because people get to the end of their working career, and if they haven't established yeah. what the next goal in their life is, then mm-hmm. they end up watching Netflix eight to ten hours a day and don't have they don't have a goal. They become rudderless, as you said, Damo. And it seems yes. to me that. Pratesh, I'm not sure if you're the only child and I'm not sure exactly what age you are, but you're a grown adult. If you've got your life sorted, so to speak, uh, well, then your parents don't have much to do, if you know what I mean. They've sold their business and left their business. They don't have a business to look after. So if their business is a baby, 
that baby's now grown up or that, that baby's now moved out of home. If, if you're now fully independent, you're not reliant on them, then where is their value to society, to community? And that is that is a point most human beings get to in their life. At different stages, that point changes. So the mum, so mm. my Sarah will face this in two or three years when Spencer turns five and he goes to school and she'll be like, oh, my gosh, my kids don't need me from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m., Monday to Friday, what the f do I do? That's a challenge that a lot of a lot of people face at that phase of life. If people get forty years down into their career and they get to retirement age and they might get laid off, they might get made redundant, they might retire, but then realize that the void in life was a lot bigger than what they thought it would be. You know, Damo loves his golf and you know how much Damo loves his golf. But there are some people that think, I'll just play golf. But it doesn't fill their buckets as much as they kind Mm -hmm. of hoped it would. And then they do go back into a bit of part-time work. Um, And a lot of people also grapple with, they might want to play the trumpet, play the piano, learn French, do puzzles all day. But they've been so used to not giving to themselves that that trip on the gun seems too self-indulgent for a lot of people. They don't want to spend their money. Uh, with warm hands, as Eddie Jacu says, they want to spend their money with cold hands and and live frugally and eating corn out of a can because they think they want to give all of their money, all of their their work to their children or their grandchildren or or, or a cause when they die. So it's a big it's a big challenge. It's a massive shift in life, and uh, maybe the frustration. I'm not sure exactly. That I don't want to speak to it too much. Protest. So I'll talk generally, but often the frustration can be that. You cannot control your parents' lives. It was not something you ever thought about when they went to work every day and were completely self-sustainable. And now if you see them not living with the same level of productivity or poise or purpose, that can be frustrating to watch. And sometimes we have to watch the train crash. It's hard to watch, but you cannot change people um, no matter how much we might, we might want to sometimes. But... Regardless of whether they're your parents, Pratesh, or anyone watching or listening to this, there are times in our lives where significant identities change. You have a you have a child. You go from not being a parent to a parent. Your child leaves home. We've spoken about, or maybe Damo, we were we were preparing for this in our conversations with Anna Rubenstein, which we haven't done that interview yet. But there are many rites of passage in life. It's not just when the boy becomes. Um, a teenager and a teenager becomes an adult and then the adult leaves home. There are so many rites of passages and they are very, and they are happening right now um, for Pratesh's mum and or dad at the minute and we cannot deny the importance of facing it head on. My last comment on this is that most people in society will numb themselves with TV or something else and not actually face that chapter head on because it can be very painful to go, I went from having all of this value in society to now I don't know if I have any value in society, so I'll just watch TV instead because it's too big a question to grapple for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Big answer. Big answer. Big answer. Oh, I love I'm that. I'm only just beginning, so that's why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so for a breath and a little, a little bit of water. Um I really love this, and I love that um, we can we can talk about identity as being something that's changeable. Because I think a lot of people would um, attach themselves to an identity. So when people say to you, "What do you do, Damien?" Um, it's easy for me to say I'm a chiropractor, um, but there's other things that I do. I do I do family. I do um, husband. I do friend. Uh, I do golf. Um, and who am I? 
Um, well, I'm a I'm a happy person who loves life, and I and I love to hang out with my family, uh, and I enjoy my podcast with Marcus every single week, and I play golf. So I uh, they're the things that I that I am, you know, um, and I would say that I'm a good person. So they're the things that I, that I would say that I am, uh, and maybe so in that respect, that's my identity in terms of uh, my purpose. Um, that will shift and change over time. However, at the moment, um, my my purpose is moving towards from you know obviously raising and getting jackson through um primary school secondary school university into adulthood and all that sort of stuff that that was my purpose you know for that part now my purpose is ensuring that i have a great relationship with amber so that we can grow old together which is really important to me um and so my purpose i'm purpose driven on that to do the right things uh, by amber um and by us to make sure that we have a great life together um, and then my engagement and movement is something else, but my purpose is that. So my purpose isn't to get up and go and play golf. Um, my purpose is to continue to nurture and nourish that relationship. Um, and I love being a chiropractor, um, but I don't think that's my purpose. I think my purpose is to um, really, you know, focus on my relationship. I think that's really important. So, but uh, could I be wrong there, PC? No way. There's no wrong answer with this at all. What I've loved about you ever since I've known you is for you, your identity is its so malleable. You're not one thing. Actually, that would constrain you. You would never mm. want to say, I'm a chiropractor. I mean, you're the only, I know there's a few out there, not many, but you're the only chiropractor I know who's also a naturopath. And before that, you were going to be the world's greatest accountant. I mean, you are multiple. <laughs> you you have got multiple professional identities. You've had serial companies. You're a great speaker from the stage. You've uh, run events and helped people all over the world. Uh, like you said, you're a great husband, a great father, um, you know, a great son, a great brother. So, you know, so many identities. What What I think... And the example of, of Pratesh is that sometimes we end an identity willingly or not and we're not sure what the next identity is, which is very scary, like very scary, yeah. and we're yes. not sure what to do about it. And society, yeah. particularly our little young Australian culture, is either too immature to guide and mentor us through it. Do we go and talk to our grandmother or our grandfather over a cup of tea about like, Nana, I'm lost. I, I've been running a business for 15 years. I've sold it. I thought I'd go and do yoga every day and catch up with friends and give some money to charity and that would be me, but it's not ticking it for me. Like, what do I do? Like, we don't have that culture where we go and be vulnerable and tell people that we're struggling with an identity crisis or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. You know, so we do have to... Be very cognizant of the fact that our culture doesn't support the transformation of one identity to another. I mean, you can't even work. What is it? You can't even. Um, I feel for a lot of parents that try and juggle work and raising children because it feels like no one can do it right these days. You're you're wrong if you're a stay-at-home parent. You're wrong if you're not spending enough time with your kids. You're wrong if you're sending your kids to childcare. Yeah, you're wrong if you're not sending your kids to the right school. So you, much parent you know, guilt. You're wrong if you're an employee and haven't started a business. You're wrong if you're an employer and haven't got a safe job to feed the kids. Or you know, like, it's very difficult to have an identity that society will honour. So the challenge is to craft an identity that you love and that you're happy to grow up to wake up every day with and go, 
I can't wait to be a Richmond supporter today, a golfer, a brother, a son, yeah. and a husband because yeah. they're the yeah. priorities for the day. So where's your identity at right now? What do you? How do you identify as yourself? My identity is, as for as long as I've been a parent, has largely been to uh, my my dad, best mate, great great dad. But the challenge was my biggest lesson was that he overinvested in his career, in his business, at the expense of his marriage and the family. So I've always said, and I'll say it again in the book, my biggest nightmare, and this is, this is the answer to your question, my biggest nightmare is to have the identity of the divorced uh, husband who's reversing out of the driveway for the very last time of the quarter-acre memory maker that they put all this time and money and energy and effort to to create a life and all of that falls apart by over-investing in, in purpose, so to speak, at the expense mm-hmm. of family or social or taking a bit of time out or whatever it is. So my identity has largely been intertwined to be not just great in business but not to be too good in business, if you know what I mean, to be really – it's like an equilateral triangle of of business, husband, and and dad. Um, But at the same time, even as I say that, like to be a great dad for me is to be a great brother because a sibling relationship is – the longest relationship any one of us will ever have. And I want mm-hmm. my four kids to have great sibling relationships. So I, I nurture my relationship with Olivia and Georgia as an extension of my identity as a dad. And it's the same, yes. it's the same yeah. with, so I don't think it's as linear, you know, and I'm so glad that you said it, you know, your purpose, your focus right now, from purpose perspective is your marriage because you're at the point where it's like Jackson's finished school. He's probably almost finished uni. Like he's yep. so independent of you guys that yeah. it's so important for you to have a great marriage for the next um, 50, 60 50 years, years. Um, yes. because if you don't, then who cares how much money you've got in the bank and how good your business is and how many friends you have because you won't have that that ingredient. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree, mate. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um I love all of that. I really, I love all that's really good. And I, it's interesting because uh, you could quite easily see that as an identity crisis and people could be confused. Um, if you don't see that your identity is malleable and changeable mm. um, and also that your purpose is malleable and changeable, the type of movement that you might do is malleable and changeable and your engagement is malleable and changeable, it's all going to change. It's all going to change. It's when you are identity less or if you um, – you know, you you drift apart or drift away from the from the people that actually help you maintain your identity. I think that's where you might feel a little bit rudderless. Um, and so, you know, you just make a decision to decide. You know, you just work out how do you maintain relevance um, as some with someone else's identity if that's what your desire is, or if that's not your desire, then you move on from that. But I would I would encourage people to cleave less, mm. like chop off less and mend more. Mm. That's what I would encourage people to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a bit like last week's episode on Coffee Demo. We could talk about this for an hour. I'm really yes. tempted to talk about you know self-worth and wrapped up in our purpose and who are we if we're not at work or if we're not with kids and the rest, but I won't because that, that will just go on and on, but we'll just, I'll just drop the seed of, of you know, how much self-worth is wrapped up in your purpose and you don't want to have too much of it because it's um, – it can get that's when it can get hard when something gets taken away from you. But I, I do think uh, for Pratesh and for anyone listening that feels like they are going through or they can feel an identity crisis coming on, 
I do yeah. love, as a little takeaway here, I do love The Shift, which is a B-grade movie with an A-grade lesson featuring the late, great Wayne Dyer and uh, the oh, yeah, that was great. effervescent yes. Portia de Rossi, of course. Uh, great mm-hmm. Australian actress. Portia de yeah. Rossi, Wayne Dyer and a few others because in that movie, one of the characters, I think Wayne Dyer talks about the different points in life where major shifts do happen. And mm-hmm. you know, Damo, that I'm a big believer in the seven-year cycles. But you know, every yes. seven years, often and there me. is a there's a there's an identity shedding and there's a new identity arriving. And you know, at 28, it can often be the shedding of youth. You know, often mm-hmm. for some it might be at 35, whatever. But it can it, these are really important milestones, and they're not wrong, and they're not to be feared. Um, and whether you're, you know, 63, 65, 70, 77, doesn't matter. doesn't have to be an exact multiple of seven. But you do get to phases of life, particularly when your professional income generating life ends, that you, that probably one of the biggest identity crises occurs. And we've got to know that it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Good. Great chat. Um, sorry, one more takeaway, Damo. Charles Eugster, if anyone wants to listen to yes. past episodes, Charles Eugster yep. is perhaps the one of the best interviews, one of the best guests we've had on 100 Not Out because he spoke about this. And, Dame, I don't know if you remember this, but Charles Eugster was a dentist up until I think he was 75. I, then I think he had, a dent, he had a dentist newsletter that was either weekly or monthly that he, he quit. He ended it at 82 years of age because his wife died and he thought that he would die when he was about 85. And between, you know, 82 and, I don't know, 85, 86, he lost all purpose. He was rudderless in using your terminology. And then he realized that if he was going to live a long time, he better reclaim some purpose. So he became the world's oldest oarsman he won gold medals in rowing and then he became a bodybuilder and then he did that great ted talk that we've referenced many times and in his own words he became vain and he he grew abs and pecs and you know the rest (laughs) so you know this happens to every single person Episode 115 there you go um go back and listen to that one but uh yeah you're right that might almost be ready to drop off pc uh, well, it would have if it's the 300 episode Stop rule. Off. I have a feeling yes. that I'll just Stop check Spotify. Off. If anyone's listening to this on Apple iTunes, I don't know if Spotify has the same 300 Drop episode off. rule. Hmm. Have um, to check that out because it is a. I'm you know what I love? I'm going to put this out to the audience, and and this is everyone on Facebook and everybody um, listening on Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher, whatever you're listening to. Uh, what I'd love you to do is to email us at marcus at marcuspierce.com.au and and let us know what your favorite episode is because what I'd love to do is actually get all of our favorite episodes and and make, make a like book. a hottest 100. Make, a make book. a hottest 100 of 100 not out and that goes up as like these are the best ones to listen to, you know? Like what are, you, what are your favourite? I'd love to do that. Well, Domo, you are going to love this and I probably think I've just converted you. Spotify, yes. April 1, 2013, an 18-minute episode, 100 Not Out, zero one, Breaking the Aging Stereotype. It's available. It's only on Apple Podcasts, the 300-episode rule. Episode 2, right. Tommy Hafey. Episode 3, Demartini. Wow. Yep. All there. Episode four, there. your mate Charles Krebs. Episode five, Walter Bortz. 
David Wolf, episode six. Jan Smith. Piercy? Yeah. Piercy. Yeah. We could go on, but I am in one minute's time about to go. speak to your sister. Okay. <laughs> Jagger, we got Dr. Jagger. Dr. Jagger, episode Olivia eight. Gray. Oh, that's I'll so be good. On chatting with you in a second when Marcus shuts up. <laughs> to all of our 100 on our community, we love you. We could talk all day and we could tell you every episode. We could we could be that boring dad or that just or boring brother that tells you about everything we've done over the last eight years, every single episode. I remember episode 297. Uh, but we won't we won't indulge you with the details. Killing you can me. go and listen. I know. Me. I know. Basically, making me have a sympathetic response. <laughs> you go to your appointment, Damo. To all of our listeners, thank you. If you want more of Damo's wisdom, head on over to damienchristoff.com. Myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Pratesh, we hope that answered your question. And if you have questions you would like us to talk about on 100 Not Out, whether it's coffee, whether it's identity, whether it's superfoods, anything else, drop us the line uh, on the socials at 100 Not Out. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.